Here we go. Okay, so. Here we go. So, oh, no, hold, oh, no, hold on. Well, hello again, and welcome to episode 163 <laughs> of SDGC for Thursday, September, September 26. If you're not aware, uh, we're fucking late. And, uh, and so, so here's what happened, right? So what had happened was, is we all got online and Discord just decided to, like, literally, it was fine. And then all of a sudden, okay. the entirety of Discord took a shit for everybody across the world. And yeah, this it, ain't us. Yeah, no, no for once, for once, these technical difficulties had nothing to do with the fact that we're SDGC at all. So I'm really proud of that. How was everybody? Cool. Good. <laughs> I'm so I'm happy good. Anthony's here. It's been a long Hello. fucking time. Look at that Anthony. guy. Hello. It's I, brought, I regrew my beard. It's our just boy, New York Johnny. Take his off. Anthony, how are you? Oh, yeah. John, did you shave? I did shave. Uh, he, wow. Yeah, he, there was like a big like announcement tweet for it. Yeah, no, I made shaving. a big yeah, no, I made a big deal out of it. I was like, look, I look, I shaved. Vicky, you made a big deal you... about something you did? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Wow, Jeff! What? Sickest of burns! God damn it, Jeff! Wow. We're just... Not to not to double down, but I also have to point out, Rara and Chat just said uh, sharing an unrelated tweet, and it's John mentioning that he's the producer for tonight. <laughs> no, hold on. I so mentioned... let's see if I don't fuck this up. That's what. Yeah, yes, it's self-deprecating humor, Jeff, because I'm a man who can laugh at himself. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm a man that everybody in the podcast in the chat can laugh at as well. So that's fine. He is a man that's of constant fine. sorrow. Only on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> look, we have a guy. Anthony, what have you been up to? Fine, we'll pay attention to Anthony. Uh, yeah, uh, what have I been up to? I have been uh keeping it real is that is that what i can say is that are you gonna keep are you keeping it real anthony are you i don't know what does that mean it all the way real no that sounds no. ominous my my uh freedom uh of no longer being with a video game press outlet i have been doing some freelancing out in the world uh writing for uh the ringer these days and uh bill simmons's little little sports rag that he publishes doing some features and i was really hoping i was going to be able to talk about my next feature for them tonight and i can't yet i'm not i can't there's another one happening that is going to be good and that'll probably be running in october that's what my goodness a writer who is good is writing something good breaking news breaking news (laughs) i'm happy for you man uh thanks rem uh it it may or may not involve we fit let me put it that way we fit Wii Ooh, fit. I love that shit. It may or may not involve Wii Fit. I played that like specifically Wii Fit, not like Wii Fit U or Ring Fit. Not Wii Fit U, not Wii Fit Plus, Wii Fit. Wow, I loved me some Wii Fit U. I didn't play the original Wii Fit, but Wii Fit U was real good for me for a while. Are the you... Wii Fit has anybody here used a balance board recently? Mm. A Wii no. balance uh, board recently? No. In the last like two years, I have. Yeah. All right. They are terrible. Oh yes. <laughs> They're just in general the worst piece of hardware of all time. Oh, yes. <laughs> they also I... shame you. Um, they definitely like fat shame you. 
Oh, immediately. They fact yes. shame you. Instantly. In, um, instantaneously. Like, like you get you get on it. I don't know. I don't know what we fit is, but in we fit you, you stand on it at the very beginning when it's like calculating mm-hmm. your stuff. And yep. if it thinks you're fat, it makes your me like really, really large and then kind of like makes fun of you for it. And I'm like, yeah, it, come on now. It calculates. Oh, I it, still like, calculates your BMI. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter, like, if you're six seven, and you weigh 200 pounds, it'll be like, you are a disgusting troll. <laughs> well, didn't they have to, like, delay it in the U.S. for a long time to make, like, uh, stronger boards that could su- <laughs> that could fit the average American compared to Japan? Did they? I didn't know that. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Japan actually has a different version of the board that is lighter and smaller. Yeah. Well, when, I I recommend next time you go into like a thrift store or a Salvation Army or a junk shop, just take a look around, and I guarantee you there is just stacks and stacks and stacks of Wii Fit balance boards Ooh. that you've just never noticed before. Right next to Anthony, Anthony, do you want to know what we did with ours when we were done with it? Oh, yes, please. So we had this Wii Fit balance board, and it was in a storage cabinet in our basement with a bunch of other gaming. You know, you know everybody has that cabinet that's just like gaming junk that you're not using. Um, it was in that cabinet, and that cabinet was next to, yeah. that cab- <laughs> No, no, this was like legit junk. Like like controllers for systems that are like three years old that people, we don't care about, or not three, or three generations old that we don't use anymore. Um, anyway, it was next to our spare room, and the spare room is like this nice empty room, and we started fostering pets. And we got a litter of kittens and they were so cute. But the litter box that we had, because we we've gotten this litter box, just like a normal litter box, we didn't think about it. With these cats, they're like, they're like a couple weeks old. They're like this big. They can't fit, they can't get into the litter box because the sides are like, you know, this high or whatever. And so we made them some steps out of two wee balance boards stacked on top of each other slightly <laughs> off. And they got so disgusting. They got like cat litter in between the little tiny like ridges in there. Oh, it was so gross. Yeah, I don't think that there is a clean Wii Balance board left on the No, face why'd they make them white? What a terrible choice. <laughs> Just the no, Anthony, mm. so here's the real question. Anthony, would you lick a Wii Fit Balance God board? God damn it, right. John! So I, I came prepared. Uh, I, you... I, I decided I'm not going to lick my Switch tonight. Okay. And I don't have the Link Amiibo. <sighs> However, what are you gonna I do have this tiny little statue of NES era Link. Oh, that's fantastic. That is and awesome. I, I, deci- yes. I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to be like, like He looks oh. constipated. Don't let. Oh, no, no! Oh. What the are you doing? Is that actually from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's 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 from the last couple of years. Um, um, for no reason at all. Do you remember that article that came out shortly after the amiibo started getting released about sticking amiibo up your ass? Yeah. I distinctly I remember that article. Wait, hold on. What the hell? What? What? Oh, I don't remember. Someone wrote an article when the amiibo started coming out that was like ranking their use as butt plugs. Avoid oh, Bowser. No. Well, Avoid yeah, Bowser. You don't want to, yeah, you don't Oof. want to. Like, I, it's no, who <laughs> Although, honestly, Bowser, I'm worried about all the Fire Emblem no. characters. They all have swords. I'll <laughs> tell you what, though. The soft Metroid one, the squishy one, would actually probably be a viable a viable option, This right? was just the original Smash Brothers set, I think they did. This was very early on. I don't think any of well, these were available. Okay. The squishy Metroid... Metroid off quickly once they realized regular butt plugs John, John... If you're going to use an Amiibo as a butt The plug, squishy Metroid... 
comes with a broken glass bottle. But, that but it's coming the Metroid, out of. no, but the Metroid, but but it's oblong. It's oblong. So when when you know when the time comes for you know insertion, you're actually talking about the squishy Metroid. I'm so right? glad I came it's back attached. to the show. Sean, why do you? It's attached to what is supposedly All broken right. glass. This is the second podcast in a row where I have said something in an attempt to, or done something in an attempt to get it over with and move the conversation onward and ended up immediately regretting what I have started. Just escalation, right? Yeah, every time. I should just, I should just never, I, it is, I admit it. I, I licked the switch. It got everyone started. Now I'm talking, no. All right. Okay, so. I know, I know. Don't stop, stop blaming me in chat. So, Amiibos, anyway, no, I'm just kidding. So, we do have video games to talk about. I would love to talk about Amiibos and all the things you can do with them all night. But, but we do need to talk about video games. And we do have a lot to... Pollux Oil and Chat, are we licking switches again? No. But no! You, did just, you did just miss a very engaging discussion about Amiibos and their uses as butt plugs. There's uh, an article so, just like... I'm pretty sure if you just Google like Amiibo as butt plugs, that'll probably be the first search result. Don't but I'm do not it, taking don't image search it. Not. Don't, don't don't image search, search it. it. Don't, don't 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 look for it at work. Don't. Good luck. Don't, Good do luck, not everyone. Google. Do not Google amigo amiibo butt plugs at work. Don't do don't. it. I'm I mean, telling you right don't. now. Don't. Okay. Okay. Oh hey, okay. Jeff, hey, Jeff Grab in the chat. Haven't seen you in a while, buddy. What's going on? What's up, Jeff Grab? Um. Okay. So there's a shitload of video games we want to talk about, and we are going to start by talking about what we've been playing recently. And I think right now a lot of us have either finished or are in the middle of playing Link's Awakening, the remake of the old Game Boy, uh, Game Boy, and then Game Boy Color game. Um, Link's Awakening is one of my favorite Zelda games of all time. Me too. I fucking love that <laughs> game, Brandon. I love that game. And... I, I played it on a big old fat ugly green that's Game the, Boy when I was a little kid. That's the best way to Aww. play it. That yeah. is the best way to play it. And, um, and I don't have a Switch, but, you know, I love the way the remake looks. So I love the way it sounds. I've listened to the OST. Yeah. So let's it's just... Really nice. Oh, the soundtrack's incredible. So let's just get this out of... So I have I finished it once, and I'm halfway through my Hero playthrough. Who, uh, Anthony, you have also finished it. I have finished it. I only have about four of the gold-level Dampy... Uh, okay, so you're doing the whole. You're puzzles? doing the. You're doing the damp. The, the what's it called? The chamber. chamber dungeon dungeons. crater. Yeah, the cha chamber dungeons. Yeah, the chamber yeah. dungeons. Yeah, you're doing those. I love it. I love that stuff. So I've done everything but about four of those. Justin, uh, which are like the expert level ones. Uh, I have. I, I like you guys. Uh, uh, John, I played this back in the day. Uh, it is not just like my like top Zelda game. This is like my top five games of all time yeah, so yeah i think I, i've always put it probably like in my top 20. Yeah, it's fucking it's, great it's amazing and this is a very good remake it's one of the weirdest remakes of any game i've ever played because it is verbatim the original game is to it yes to the point that like every none of the dialogue has been changed every yeah, single it's, line it's a one-to-one -one remake everything one to one, wow. and uh, like there are strange things that they've changed, uh, and like strange like Nintendo, like it's it's almost like Nintendo can't make a game where at least one thing isn't annoying. Like something has to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's and they're like, oh, well, in the original, treasure chests appeared instantaneously. Why don't we just make it take like five seconds for every treasure chest to appear in Link's Awakening? But otherwise, 
everything is the same. There are more seashells. Uh, there are 24 extra seashells. Yep. I learned that the hard way last night. Yeah, I'm like, did. oh, I only need three more. And then I spent the next three hours looking for seashells. Oh, it's, hey, it's hey, Rob, what are the seashells? Yeah, for? Rob, tell us all about it, Rob O'Plato. Rob O'Plato. His name is Justin. Rob O'Plato, God. <laughs> but now, uh, Justin, I'm sorry. Now you are Rob Plato from Ireland. Oh, like, sorry, that's true. His name is Justin. I can't do the just accent. On the, off, on the off chance, someone in chat was confused. His name is Justin. But it's also, but it's also now Rob. <laughs> Rob O'Plato. Rob Plato. For all of time. Red, this is your first time ever playing any version of Link's yeah! Awakening. How do you feel about it? Oh my God, it's precious. It's so darling. I, I love. Okay, everybody. I, I, I am like a weird, I, I'm a weird gamer. Like I recognize that I'm in the demographic of people that like most of the stats about what people spend money on. Like, like I just, I just don't fall into anybody's correct categories <laughs> on anything, but I, I just, I love what with the switch. I love that they have decided to say, fuck it. We don't need a powerful console. We're going to do all of our first party stuff in this really nice, like stylized kind of art style, like all these different things and make it look really good. Like I thought, I know people had complaints about breath of the wild and like the grass and shit. I thought breath of the wild looked phenomenal in it. That's beautiful. In its way. It is the um, best looking game on switch. Splatoon. Splatoon is very cartoony, but I love how shiny the ink is. I love those things. I, I fucking played Pokemon, uh, whatever the new one, Sword and Shield, at uh, at PAX recently. I thought it looked really nice. It's like it's Pokemon, but it looks nice on the Switch. I think this game looks so good. I love that yeah. everything looks like little toy figurines. It's I know toys. People, yep. people hate hate the blurring on the edge of the screen. I think it's great. I love, I love the way the love the way the water people looks. People hate the blurring. Um, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't I've seen people why. complain about the blurring. It took me. People People complain like about minute. depth of field all and motion blur all the time. Those people won't survive the winter. <laughs> I love it's so cute. Yeah, the it's tilt so shift cute. look. I love the little animations, like like I'm taking so many little get little clips and putting them on like Twitter. The like I love when did that. Look, when, the, when the witch is stirring the pot and she's just like ah, she gets all excited. So yeah. happy, like it's so Red, Red, the music Red, is have fantastic. You stolen from the shopkeeper. No, that would be so mean. I don't play games like that unless it's the Reb. best game. Um, Reb. But, but I mean, I, I, I'm, 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 like I'm in the Link's Awakening experience if you I'm, haven't gone through a playthrough as Thief. No, I just walked into the fifth dungeon and I think, I, I tweeted about this the other day, but the thing that I love, I love I love Zelda games. I I love the, like, the 3D ones like Breath of the Wild, but I'm so glad that Nintendo is still committed to these top-down experiences. Mm, yes, because like Breath of the Wild was, they're some of the times they're amazing for similar reasons, but I think one really big distinction is Breath of the Wild was amazing because of this just like big open world where you just look and there's a million things that you want to do. This is good because it's so contained. Like I just got the flippers, I think, and I've uncovered almost the entire map. I think there's like one corner over here and one like little tiny patch in the middle that I haven't uncovered yet. Yeah, it's and not so, big. So, like you look at it and you think, ah, oh, there's like nothing here, but here, but all of a sudden just a gajillion things are open to me because I can just jump in the water and swim around. Like, yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that contained almost yeah. like Metrovania-ness to it. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's a little too easy. Um, yeah, and, and hero mode does not help with that. Hero mm, mode no. is just, it's, it is like the worst hard mode I've seen since Bioshock Infinite's 1999 mode. I don't think it's Where it's that just bad. like, it's impossibly annoying at the beginning, and then it's just the same. Well, see, so like, like yeah. I, I, I just went through the color dungeon and got the blue mail, and so like that makes it a lot more bearable. Uh, yeah. Reb, have you done the color dungeon? Mm-mm, what you need, you is need it? Do, you need to do the color dungeon. 
okay right. let me just yeah. uh pack up and go do that no you got to do the color dungeon now like okay it's, let it's me just a... get my sword and go do whatever gotta, the fuck you that you is you gotta do it Re you gotta do the color dungeon. revisit revisiting yeah. the color dungeon is fun so for those that don't know the color dungeon was a bone dungeon that was added in the game boy color re-release of link's awakening and it's extremely funny like going back now and visiting it because the so design of that dungeon is so oh my god it's in color yeah, it's so <laughs> like it's, it's so all weird. about like matching colors and stuff it's really funny but like looking the, back all on of it the color puzzles are like they don't need to be solved that way because it would still work on black right. and white game boys and right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just it's just like five or six rooms and it's like hey Go through this. So I won't Go tell Reb. So I will power at the end of it. I won't. I mean, tell I Reb. assume they did that if it relied on color originally for like colorblind people, right? Would that? Well, it was one the of the first Game Boy Color games that was a cross game. Yeah, it had to work on the regular Game Boy too. It had too. to work on the regular Game Boy too. Oh, there, are, okay. there are Game Boy Color games that are like just that hardware and colorblind. So, colorblindness be damned. What I what I what I love about Link's Awakening, and this was true in the original, and it still holds true today is it's one of the best examples of gradual difficulty increases uh mm. in, in my opinion yeah. because i mean the first half of the game like the front end of the game let's face is super easy like it's ridiculously easy um but by the time you get to like you know turtle rock and uh, i forget the one that comes before that but the puzzles get a lot, a lot more obtuse uh you've really got to think about how to get through the dungeons um and I, I, I just, you know, it never, it's never difficult to the point where you just want to throw your controller. I, it's actually one of the easiest Zelda games, in my opinion. Uh, but I do appreciate the fact that it's not a total cakewalk the entire way through. Um, yeah. And uh, and also, like, the world, like, the map is so small. Like, you could travel across the entire map in a few minutes. But it's, it is so dense and packed with shit to do, like, at every turn. Um, I, I just, I, I am so glad that they didn't add anything. I'm so glad they didn't change anything. Like, Link's Awakening, when it came out, you know, it, it's funny. I, I compared it to Breath of the Wild in the sense that it was, you know, by the time Link's Awakening dropped, Nintendo had reached a point where they said, you know what? Zelda's popular enough now where we can we can play with the formula. Let's, let's do something fun. Let's do something off the wall. Let's, let's switch it up a little bit. And we got Link's Awakening. And they did the same thing with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um you know so so which is kind of an interesting parallel for me but um it was I'll... just amazing that they got Link's awakening so right on their first try at a zelda game on the game boy because like you look at super mario land the first super mario land is like eh not that great and then right. super mario land 2 is like way better oh but, like, i know. came four years into the lifespan of the original game yeah. boy True. it was like they they'd sort of gotten all of their big technological feats out of the way like they'd Gotten yeah, I guess it was like what ninety. They gotten through Metroid, and then they were like, "Let's just blow it out." And it was yeah. huge. Like it, the uh, the map. I mean, it seems very contained, but it's twice as big as the original Zelda for NES. And it's, there's just like a ton more there than you would expect in a Game Boy game. Reb, I found it really, really interesting that the first thing you said about it was that it was so precious. <laughs> because darling, that, that, darling, that is that's fascinating. Because that is the biggest difference, the biggest thing that's changed between this remake and the original. Really? Because when you played this game in black and white, it was scary. Oh. Yeah, no, it was an eerie, like, it was a weirdly it was, eerie. Yeah, game. it is yeah. weird. Yeah, spooky, and because 
for, like, you have to think about it like this. All the music was way more spare. Yeah, that, that weird chip tune down. music. Yeah. yeah. So like when the mm. owl would appear instead of this like chubby <laughs> nice Winnie the Pooh yeah. guy who's like hello you found your sword I'm a happy little <laughs> bubble is that what you oh, think the owl sounds like Anthony Fuck. in this version yeah every congratulations yeah, little man like you found your sword yes yeah and in the original <laughs> one it's just like silence with a few weird notes and yeah he's like, it's like who are it's... you you're nobody go north and it feels like and a dream yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff said in chat, why does the owl sound like Jeffrey from Fresh Prince? Oh god. <laughs> because he is. So <laughs> Master um, Link. <laughs> Go ahead. So Justin. revisiting this game has been really, really great for me because like the past few years, especially, and especially on Switch, like I've really kind of fallen out of love with a lot of Nintendo's games. They've taken a lot of series in directions that haven't clicked with me. You're um, the one who didn't like Breath of the Wild. I can't stand Breath of the Wild. I am so yeah. sorry for you. I, I, I really tried. I gave it like 25 hours. But oh, Breath of yeah. the Wild for me was it took out everything that defined what Zelda was for me. And everything they replaced it with was frustrating. Okay. Um. Uh, and so this game coming back, like... It, it was my first Zelda game. Like, this is the game that I really, um, I really fell in love with the series with. And it, it's so good to revisit it because it, it brings back that same feeling I did when I first played it. Um, when I was a little kid, it, I was like worried. I'm like, did I just grow out of some of these series? And it's like, no, they just changed in different ways. Like, right. um, like aside from just the nostalgia trip, um, it just is, I don't know. It was just kind of comforting to see. It's like, oh no, like I still like this style of game. It's the game that changed. It's not me <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but it, it's so nice to be able to, um, you know, revisit this game. I, I think it's gorgeous. I love the update to it. The music is phenomenal. So uh, performance is the well, one thing well, that's spotty. So, so, so Justin, I do want to bring, uh, I want to bring Jeff into the conversation for that, because I know that out of all of us, I think, I think Jeff has the most criticism. Jeff has the most issue with it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so Jeff, I was, I was hoping you could maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can talk. I kind of actually, I had a good counterpoint to Justin's experience. Uh, I don't want to harp on performance too much. It was like, um noted in all the reviews and stuff like that and i mean it is what it is it's it's bad it, it's i have not, not noticed i have not a lot of people haven't um it just depends if you don't notice don't are. just be yeah. happy you don't notice yeah. it yeah, yeah i just don't um and you know i've played lots of games that run like ass but like it, a game running between 20 and 30 is different than a game flipping between 30 and 60 for people that can tell the difference it's, it's headache-inducing. Uh, it's hard to explain. Um, but it, what I wanted to talk about with comparison to Justin is, uh, you know, this is... I've never played hardly any of the Zelda series. I've definitely never played Link's Awakening. Breath of the Wild was the first game I ever finished. Um, and I really loved Breath of the Wild, and I wasn't really expecting to, because the entire release up to it, I was watching the videos, like, this world looks just, like, fucking boring and empty. What the hell do you do here? This is just... They've lost all their focus, and I just couldn't put the game down. I just played it every single day, every spare minute. Um, and I've bounced off the 2D games that I tried. I had a 3DS a long time ago, and I tried A Link Between Worlds. I put in, like, three hours, and it was good, but, like, I didn't... I just put it down one day, and I never felt that, like, need it, to man. pick it back up and, and play it again. So I am interested to see how um, 
how I react to this game, but I don't really like. I'm. I just did the first dungeon. Like I don't have. So, I, I haven't done anything. Breath of the Wild is your base for what you want out of a Zelda game. This will flummox you, probably. Yeah. So like. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. Not. It's not to say that's the only thing I like from Zelda. I've again, I've played very little. I played like three hours of Ocarina of Time. Three hours of Link Between Worlds and then Breath of the Wild. So like I don't really know what I like and don't like in a Zelda game, and I'm going in with an open mind and I'm enjoying what I'm playing so far. But like everyone's got like this like oh my god this game and I'm just playing it. I'm like it's a cute little Zelda game and like re everything Reb said it's adorable like the um, the art style and stuff like that. But like I'm not like my mind isn't blown yet. It's just a good game and I'm just gonna yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. No man, I'm with you. Like my yeah, my mind right. is not blown by this. I I think it is sweet and wonderful and peaceful and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. But it, this mm -hmm. is not this is not like my game of the year. This is not like my yeah. game of all time. I mean, I I just like <laughs> it. I like I like it a lot. Like that's really it. I mean, I also played Goose Game this weekend and mm -hmm. I like. <laughs> Like, it's funny, I, I have trouble ranking games because I just, I feel very different categories yeah. of things about them. Mm. And I think Goose Game does, like, just, just as a as a concept, like, the fact that it exists is just this very unique and interesting thing. And League's Awakening is not surprising in any particular way, but it's so nice. It's so nice and, and I, cozy. I wanted to back you up on the art style, too, because it's, you know, there's so much push on photorealistic graphics, and they definitely have their place, like... Last of Us would be a little bit different if it was cell shaded, but <laughs> like when I played, I had a Wii U and I played Wind Waker on that Wii U again for the first time. I didn't play that much of it, but like I was like, this looks fucking amazing. And then you see, I saw the Twilight Princess like HD port, and I was like, this kind of looks like butt. It does look like <laughs> yeah. butt. It looks terrible. <laughs> it looks oh, like bloody butt. The Twilight Princess Blo bloom the game. Yeah. Like it's, I, I know it has cool. a different aesthetic. It's a little grimier, a little darker, and stuff like that. But like, just I feel like those stylized art styles can age. They age a lot easier yeah. than uh, than the other types. So that's why all those sprite-based RPGs are still like fine to look at years later, because mm -hmm. like you know. We weren't trying to make them look super realistic. So, I, I, real quick, I want to thank uh, I want to thank uh, Engage Family Gaming for the two month sub. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, and I also want to point out that Glorious War right now is the weekly top cheer. I, I, is if, if people are gonna let let the stand and chat, then by all means. But if somebody wants to try to take Glorious War down, uh, feel free. Let's uh, let's let's start cheering in there. Um, Jeff Grubb, my goodness. What did Jeff Grubb do? I want to turn. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff I, you know, I can. I, you know what? You know what? I can see that. I can see it. I can see it. Jeff, there was an opportunity in Twilight Princess. Why did I bring it up? Why do I bring anything up? If I bring something up, everybody runs with it. That's Link, the podcast. Link's a wolf, and he hangs out with those yetis who love soup in the God middle of that it. game. Jesus I think Christ. they could have had a good time together. Just, just a nice, a nice time. Not an so, inappropriate. The last thing I'll say, the last thing I'll say about Link's yeah. Awakening, and we can move on to a Goose Game, is that um, it's actually my new favorite 2D Zelda. Uh, Link's Awakening was, it would have been my favorite if had it looked like Link, uh, Link to the Past, uh, which I also just love. I'm wait, a huge Zelda. Wait, guy. wait, 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 what? What? Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't. So, so like, so I think like, you I, just mixed up some names of games. No, no, no. There. Say so, that again. So I had always I had always imagined a Link's Awakening, but with like a link to the past style graphics i'd always wanted a, a a remake of this just with better visuals okay and and i and i and i got it and i gotta tell you it is my absolute it's my favorite 2d zelda now um just because it's literally exactly what i wanted oh, okay. um and i just i just i could not be happier uh and apparently the game is selling amazingly well so, which means that we're probably going to get another 2d zelda remake uh if i was a bet man and if i was a bet man it would probably the oracle be games. the oracle games yep 
Those the Oracle do. games getting think, remade would be no, awesome. No, no. So, so here's a real Cap, question. Do you, do you think, think... They would have Capcom do it again? I think so. Flagship? Well, Flagship no longer exists. Do you the, think they the would, or do you think that they would make a new one? I think Like a demand, new top-down. Reb, I think the demand for a remake would be too strong. I don't know. Like, Nintendo never does whatever. The, who, who, okay, I mean, I know you all love Link's Awakening, but realistically, before this was announced, were any of you yelling on Twitter every fucking Nintendo Direct for a remake of Link's Awakening? I mean... No. 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 But but, no, this, but now this that it's the there, like, field it's fucking thing. World. They're but not Reb, gonna do. There. They're not gonna do anything you want them to do. They're just not. That's true. That's true. But now <laughs> that it's there, but 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 now that it's there, people are literally like you can see like oh ogre no. like ogre uh, oracle of seasons oracle of ages do the no. oracle games like they're not gonna do it. No. I would love it if they did it, but but I, I mean, can also see an two D Zelda. The whole they, the whole like really... oracle of ages oracle of seasons thing works so well with the Pokemon format. I don't know. If they remade Those are words that no one has ever said, Brandon. Oh, it worked great in the format where we sell two games that are different colors and are basically the same but slightly different. So, so, so blame. It, it's the best money making scheme in video games. So, I mean, the Oracle Ages and Seasons are two entirely different games, though. Oh, By the way, I haven't played them. I was just commenting are, that Brandon's sentence forth. is not something anyone has ever said. <laughs> no, it's just like the way people will buy both Pokemon games. People there, buy there's both a Pokemon cheer games. war going on in chat right now, by the way. And I'm, it's, just, it's crazy to see. Rar just, uh, Rar just ended it. Rar just Damn. destroyed everybody. <laughs> Thank uh, you, everybody. Blaine Anderson <laughs> in chat wants to know, uh, what if they just remake A Link to the Past? And uh, No, they won't. They're, I don't, no, they no, made Link Between Worlds. That was it. what I'm going to say. They're going to do for remakes. Okay. So everybody forgets that the director of Ocarina of Time was also the director of Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. And when they did the 3DS remake and they were talking to him about, oh, do you want to do any more of these remakes? AGI Anuma was like, oh, well, surely we'll move on to Majora's Mask. And the director was like, I kind of want to go back to my old number two and try to try to do that again, the side scrolling. Hell yeah, do that. No. Weird side scrolling Zelda again. Mm, no. No. Yeah. yeah. You guys know what I'm going to do before we move on, real quick, to Goose Game? Is. T tell Anthony to take about 20% off. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to gift a sub to somebody before the end of the night. Yeah, do it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you who it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one at random, but I'm going to gift a sub. No, you know to what, somebody. Anthony? You know what, I bet that would actually... You know what, if they remade that, I bet they would remake it well. I bet it'd be yeah. good. Holy shit, <laughs> and Pollock Soil with a cheer in chat. Jesus. Holy shit. All right. Do what, all right yeah, sorry, so I, John, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying, uh, I think we've uh, I think we've kind of beat Link's Awakening to the ground. We're all really enjoying it, except for Jeff, really. Um, Jeff's enjoying uh, it. He's, he's enjoying it. He's, he's not that yeah, far he's enjoying it. He's not going to fucking lick it like you guys are, but... I'm not licking it. I would never... I, I downloaded it. If I, Hey, Reb, if I wanted to lick, lick some Link's Awakening, I'd have to lick, I'd have to lick my Switch. No. Because it's keep downloaded the under the... Keep your Switch in your giant pants pocket where it can apparently fit, and let's move on. Okay, anyway, Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> untitled Goose Game. Reb, why don't you leave us in a little Untitled Goose Game discussion? Untitled Goose Game honks. It's so good. Um, it honks. It, it honks. I, it does honk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I beat it. I beat it actually before I started on Link's Awakening. It's not long. It's like like two hours if you're if you're just barreling through it three oh, really? hours is it, that, is it that short really oh it's super short um i mean so justin said he's having a little bit of trouble with it i think like i mean if you're if you're like the kind of person who is good at the kinds of puzzles that game presents you it's like two to three hours long it might take you a little it's, bit longer it's one of those 
it's just one of those games that like my brain doesn't work quite the right way. Oh, it's like fine. Like, um, everybody has and, it. It's very difficult. So I haven't gotten to. I, I haven't gotten very far at all <laughs> into it yet. No, the speedrun's great. Um, the speedrun's like seven, like four minutes long, I think, at this point. Um, but anyway, so if you have somehow not been on Twitter and missed Untitled Goose Game, um, it is the latest title from House House for the people who made Push Me Pull You. Um, it's a game where it's a beautiful day in the village and you are a horrible goose and you just all you, you can flap, you can honk, you can pick things up and carry them around and that's all you can do. You have a task list of things you can do to annoy the people around you and you do those things. They're just these random humans in a quaint little British countryside village and you just, you know, drive them up the wall. And it, it's just darling. Um, Twitter's just been full of memes all week. It's been just the absolute best. Because um, the whole goal is just to be extremely obnoxious. And it, it's short, you you get through, there's like four kind of little areas that you go through with a little a little to-do list in each one. You finish it, there, there's one final kind of, there's a finale of sorts that I don't want to spoil because I, I think a lot of the people who are here haven't finished it yet. And then after the finale, there's more there's more things you can do on top of that. And people are just, it's just delightful. There are so many stupid things you can do just by, by picking up items and running around and honking and flapping and annoying people. Um, like I can't, I can't even like explain this. I, I don't want to explain this to people because I want you to just play it. Like, like it's so <laughs> short that explaining even one of the game's very good jokes kind of takes away a whole moment for you um it's I, yeah i just if, if you have somehow just ignored untitled i can't like fathom that anybody would feel badly about making the decision to pick this up or at least watching a real a really good like let's play of it from someone who you like to watch like it's just my god i love it so much rev real quick uh you should just scroll up the chat and see all the goose stuff people have been spamming i like, know it's it's, it's, it's it's so good i'm not gonna <laughs> lick the goose shane what the hell this is the good it's shit this so is... good Chris, i was telling them before Chris the podcast started um the the thing that i really like about it is i mean if you you've seen me on the podcast before follow me on twitter you know that i'm like i'm really into like mostly non-violent games um really like chill, relaxing, peaceful, cute experiences usually. And I really like this because I think we all maybe secretly have a desire to be a little mischievous or ridiculous or obnoxious sometimes and just kind of like vent that out a little bit. But we also like don't necessarily want to do that by like murdering people. Um, and so this is a really nice, uh, this is nice for me because I can like fulfill this desire to just be kind of loud and flappy and just horrible, just horrible for a little bit. But, but it's all, I mean, I know people like bring up the boy that is like terrorized by you, but for the most part, you're just kind of annoying and everybody sort of shoes you on. And I think the game has kind of an implication that by the end of it, that you have been a mainstay in this village for a little while and everyone's just sort of used to you. I mean, the fact that they have like these no goose signs just sort of sitting like behind the walls <laughs> that they just pull yeah. out and, the and set up. Y'all, y'all, okay, you know, y'all have already played this game. I don't need to talk about Y'all, Goose Game's great. Goose Game fucking honks. It's so good. <laughs> Tokyo I, Mirage I can't. Goose. I can't right now. <laughs> Tokyo geese sessions. Perez, no. Rev, as, as much as you said that it's just like the most precious thing in the world and it's lovely, like we said before the show started, I think that the most magical thing about this game is more than any open world game I've ever seen, more than every GTA combined, 
Untitled Goose Game brings out the secret bastard in everyone's mind. <laughs> oh, it does. And actually, I said this on the show last week, um, but I did an interview with House House before launch. And one of the things they said was that when they were developing this, one of their early kind of prototypes was a more GTA style game. You really? were kind of like a town like fair sort of thing. And there were just lots of like kind of randomly generated people walking around. And your goal was to, was to just cause chaos and goose theft auto basically just like That's like really flapping funny. around and being ready and, and, and it turned into a more like uh see i think it's so li- more, a more than deliberate experience like making making it so deliberate and making it so precise yes makes it i think this is the best comedy video game ever made oh it's hilarious it, like and it's I, really a funny. lot of people <laughs> who like love old things like tim schafer adventures like Advent, uh, monkey island and all that stuff I like I think there's a distinction to be drawn between games where people say funny things where it's like a traditional language based comedy and a game where the game itself is the it's joke. Funny. Yes. Right like that's where the humor is. And I can only point to a few things that are even close to this funny like Donut County, the original Katamari Damacy amazing humor in those but none of them that compare to this like you made reference to the fact that there's a a a sort of grand conclusion that you can play past and i think it's the most magical punchline oh it's so so you've beaten it too i just sat in my office just like sitting there like cackling oh my god myself and and it's great it's great because if you've been paying attention the minute you see the thing pop up you know exactly where it's going and you're yeah. like holy shit we're yes. doing it <laughs> yes it's amazing it's oh amazing. my gosh <laughs> yeah. so, so happy so, to so, i love so, this game there's a, so so there's an interesting phenomenon around Untitled it's a good Disney, joke right like like so like and i just want to like so i played an hour of the game and i really love it vicky like like the first <laughs> So no, stupid. please don't. don't, don't. Uh, like the first night Vicky played it, like I was playing my Switch and I was playing Link's Awakening, and she was on the other at the other end, you know, end of the couch playing uh, Untitled Goose Game, and all I heard for like ten minutes was just like honk 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 honk. <laughs> she didn't actually do anything in the game. She was just, just honk. honking, and I looked up at her, and her face, her face literally was was like. <laughs> <laughs> i think also it, she was like so she like, was like Reb, she was like look at his little walk and his tail goes like that and i was like yeah i know he's cute <laughs> i also like so i i kind of want to jump off what anthony said about why this game is funny um there the there was a trailer um that went around shortly it it was shortly before launch. It wasn't the launch trailer, but there's a trailer for this game that I thought was just really, really wildly funny. Um, it was the, it was the one that was announcing the launch date, and I got this under embargo a week before it came out, and it came into my inbox on a d- the day that uh, the people um, behind uh, Iron fucking what what's that fucking game? Uh, no, Ion Maiden, that thing. Or is, yeah. that the, is that the game with the oh gay joke? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that one. That had gone around. And that was the day that they put that stupid fucking statement out about how, oh, we're gonna, we don't censor our jokes. It was basically like this implication that having a bottle of Olay body wash spelled as oh gay was some kind of highbrow humor, like uh, some yeah. kind of artistic integrity that needed to be protected. And it was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then I get this trailer in my inbox and I watch this trailer and I'm like, no, this is funny. This is actually funny. Video games can be funny, and your okay body wash is not funny, and this goose is funny. And oh, uh, I so, just 
I, I actually have it's a question. It's just important. I want more funny video games that are actually funny. So I have a question for everybody, actually. So this game has become actually kind of like a <sighs> social media phenomenon. I don't know oh, if yeah. anybody's noticed that, but literally... Daniel Ortberg fucking wrote an article fucking... about it. Daniel Ortberg is Dear Prudence at Slate. Chrissy Why Teigen. is Daniel Ortberg writing articles about Chrissy the Goose Chrissy Teigen game? is tweeting about Untitled Goose Game. So I wanted to know, like... What is it about this game that is capturing people's attention? Um, because, it, it, like, it, it, like it's just, I've never seen... It's been a while, anyway. I won't say never, but it's been a while since I've seen this kind of a reaction to uh, an indie game. Um, and it seems, it, it seems like this game is, is dominating the conversation right now. And I think it's really great. I was just wondering why. Like, like, like what, what is it about Untitled Goose Game? Justin, go ahead. I mean, I think it's just... Everybody knows geese are assholes. Everybody. Like everybody. That is it. That is a everybody. universal experience. I mean, it's cute. It's not violent. Like literally everybody can find it funny. Like I've seen people talking about how their kids have been playing it and they're just running around honking and they think it's hilarious. Like it it just has a very very wide appeal. Um and it's around a concept that everybody can immediately get. It's like, oh yeah, you play as a goose and you're an asshole. All right, I got it. You you walk around and honk at people. Like it's just like there's nothing alienating about it. There's like no one feels ostracized. No one feels like the butt of a joke. Like it's just so, it's just something that I think a lot of people can relate to. And I think it's also different from a lot of the games that get a lot of press. Like, you know, we're like last week we talked for a while about, you know, Modern Warfare, which is probably going to be one of the biggest games this year. Um, and, you know, that's the sort of thing that makes he makes headlines. But, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, he guess what? Here's here's a game where you're just an obnoxious you're a goose. goose. <laughs> like, and, and I think I think it just resonates with a lot of people um, so in a lot of. So sorry, go ahead. No, 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 Justin, no, 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 Justin, you're fine. It's good for um, the uh, like the streaming culture, much like well, the. Uh, yeah, that was, too. Yeah, what was the game? I'm I'm forgetting it even now, but it was just like a few years ago with the. The fuck was it? Was it like the with the weird one? physics? Oh, Goat uh, Simulator. Oh, Goat Simulator. Yeah, simulator. it's like it's like yeah, right in the same okay. like ballpark. And like, like getting simulator. over it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's also I mean kind of what Justin said. It's very di and I just chat too it's digestible very quickly like if you see a screenshot or a little clip you instantly understand what's going on you instantly understand there's a goose and a person like th there's this one screenshot from like really early on like after the game was announced that all it is is the gardener who is standing you know that because it's kind of like post in the first right. area and the yeah. ghost is standing there and he, he's looking kind of perplexed and he has a thought bubble above his head for keys and then on the other side of the post, you see the goose's head peeking out from behind the post, holding the keys in his bill. You instantly understand what's happening in, the, in this thing. It's like, like, like the whole, the screenshot is the joke and it's funny. And it's like, I'm, I'm thinking about taking this home. I'm going uh, back to, back to my hometown to see my parents here in a couple of weeks. And I'm thinking of taking it and showing my mom. I mean, my mom's a, is a retired music teacher. And so I think like the classical music is going to be interesting to her, but I also like it, it's very difficult for my parents to relate to what I do for a living. Um, but I think this is the kind of thing I could show them about of, of all the video games I've ever played. This is probably the one that I could show my mom and be like, this is what I do. And you might like this. Yeah. It that's actually a really, that's everyone. a, that's a really good idea. I might actually show it to my mom too. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> Anthony, what were you saying? I was saying it translates to everyone. Oh, like that. That's yeah. why has it broken through is it's not just like Reb, you're absolutely right. Everybody 
can understand it instantly, but it appeals to everyone. I have a three-year-old, and I have not been able to keep her away from it. <laughs> she gets home from daycare, it's just like, Goose Game! Goose Game! Goose oh Game! Oh my goodness. <laughs> and she loses her mind. And the thing is, is she just wants to watch it. Like, she understands how to play, but she just wants to see what the goose will do to people. And I think that's what distinguishes Goose Game from things like Goat Simulator or Surgeon Simulator or some of, like, the janky, weird indie games that blew up in streamer culture. Because those games, a lot of the comedy comes from the fact that they're broken. That they're broken, right, exactly. Right. And this is precise. Like, this is a... I, this is one of the few games that I've ever played where I'm willing to say it's a perfect game in so, execution. So I, I, I've got a theory about yeah. this as well. Um, I think a lot of this, I mean, aside from the fact it's just a, a, a good game, um, there's so much shit happening in this country right now, especially. Um, you know, it, sometimes it feels like the country is just bursting into flames. Everything's falling down. Um, you know, and amidst all the, you know, all the modern warfares and all the mortal combats, like all of a sudden everybody's like, everything seems dark and, and, and violent. And, and, you know, everything is just kind of depressing right now because we, as a country are facing an uncertain future. And, and here's this game where I'm just a goose. I'm just a goose and I'm waddling around and I'm, I'm taking sandwiches from people and I'm, I'm playing tricks on people and it's wholesome and it's pure. And it's kind of just what I need in today's environment. And uh, I, I think, I, I think honestly, that is a big reason for why this game has kind of caught fire on social media the way it has. Um, I, I could be wrong, but at least that's kind of like my my idealistic way of looking at it. Um, but uh, I played about, like I said, I played about an hour of it, and I am, uh, you know, I'm gonna try to finish it up this weekend. Uh, with, uh, you know, that'll be tough with, you know, Dragon Quest Nine or Eleven. Sorry, coming out tomorrow and everything. Uh, but I am gonna, I am gonna planning on finishing up uh, Goose Game. Reb, you mentioned actually that this game has a post. There's a post game. There is actually like I was not expecting that. There is. There is a set of tasks. So you have you have your to do list that has the tasks for each area that you get as you progress. Um, there's a, there's a hidden list. There's actually like think, like three total hidden lists. Um, for just across the different areas of the game and the tap you can't see them when you're playing through it normally but if you do you mind if i say one of them just by example yeah yeah, yeah. um there so one of the very very early ones that you do is to lock the gardener out of the garden um and if you do that's not anywhere on your to-do list but if you do it then it will suddenly appear and it'll get crossed off and then you open up your list and you see to do also in parentheses and you get like a hit like you see the one you crossed off and then you see just a bunch of like blanks so there's a bunch of hidden ones and then after you beat the game beat the game after you see the credits roll they all appear for you so you know what they are and then you can finish them um there's there's like i think two lists of them that are normal and then one list that is to do quickly which you have to you have to re kind of you don't have to restart a new file but you have to like exit out of your file and then restart and then you like do them very quickly and you get those crossed off and then there's kind of like one final checklist that's just do everything hold on blaine anderson in chat says can i link a goose game joke from twitter uh yeah you don't need to ask our permission do it please um, there's no porn who's whoever <laughs> yeah, said it, porn no no yeah, no, no porn. porn no porn but but a joke sure a joke sure but no please don't link porn in the chat we would appreciate if you didn't do that um, there's a there's a joke there I'm not gonna make. 
I no, no. I don't no no no, no yeah no, no. No. I think I I, I think I know yeah, what, I think where I know where rep is going to we're not, we're not I'm not no I'm definitely not going there no nope. uh, and I'm gonna prevent Anthony from going there um, no we're not going there I've thought about it like six I know you I know you have Anthony I know you, I know you have I know you have uh we'll go ahead and move on from uh, unless I uh, uh and, or uh, Brandon and Jeff did you guys want to cut in on Goose Game at all I, I know Brandon I know you haven't played it and Jeff I don't know if you've touched it yet. No, no, yeah, I got uh, my own thing I'm playing, but I'll let. Uh, I think Brandon's got something he wanted to talk. Oh, about. Oh yeah, Brandon, Brandon has something he wants to talk about. He wants to talk about. So we're, going, we're going back a few. We're gonna go back a few. Oh, I I'm fucking I've been really, and I know Anthony's gonna appreciate this too. Let's jump in our 2017 time machine here and go back to a time when uh, <laughs> a game called Near Automata came out, and I uh, said I didn't care about it and didn't want to play it. And here, I, <laughs> here I am, two and a half years later. Uh, humbly, hat in hand. Watching I, I, YouTube I, essays. <laughs> I have crossed a grand canyon of game content since the last time. We, <laughs> since the last time we talked about. So like, well, last Thursday I was like, let's say two thirds through Route A. So anybody who's played this game knows two thirds through Route A is like, that's fucking nothing. He's a you baby. Seen, you yeah. Ain't, you ain't seen shit. Yeah. So yeah. So I finished uh, since last show. I finished B, C, D, and E. So I've seen I've seen it all. I've seen everything. Don't, you've gone the, you went the distance. I went the distance. Yeah. I don't I don't I, care about giving spoilers for this game at this point because it's like two years old. It's three, I it's I, almost three, it's three. Yeah. I loved Please. watching your progression and like <laughs> yelling about it in the DM that we have together. There was one point where Brandon was like, if any he said something like if anything happens to Pascal, I'm not I'm gonna quit playing. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh god, you poor. I was child. just like, yeah, Oh um, no. Yeah, it, the it point, was, what, was it was so much you? worse than I ever could have. So, the, like, like, all this for a couple hundred humans. <laughs> all this for a couple yeah, hundred humans like... on the moon. I'm like, oh, God. you. <laughs> <laughs> the game took me for a ride the entire way. I, I was trying to, like, you know, I was paying attention. I was trying to think about it. I was thinking, like, like okay, like, what's, you know, what's the cost of this war, this proxy war between the, the machines and the androids? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's, oh, it's a couple hundred humans still left alive on the moon. <laughs> well, okay, you know, let, let's well... say it goes places, all right? I mean, so you find out very early on that the essential gods of the machines are dead, and then later on you find out the essential gods of the androids are dead, and they're they're just fighting each other for no reason. It's like it goes, but any like Pascal, right? There's the part the the I whole. I love Pascal. Gods. Pascal is an amazing character. Oh yeah, you a, know with... there's a third choice for Pascal, right? Yeah. Well, okay, I I did not when I was playing the game, and I I realized it afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Um, in a very similar way to like the way Spec Ops the line let you choose without explicitly telling you, you could choose to not shoot the civilians and just let them leave. In in near, you can also just walk away from Pascal and leave him to his his trauma. His trauma is what? It, yeah, is his. But like that's the thing. Like so that in that scene when 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 you're first going into the factory and you're you're meeting the religious robots, uh, I was like this this you know this doesn't seem right like. Mm. if anything like i just need to protect pascal like no matter what happens we need to get out of the factory with pascal still alive and it was so much worse than i ever could have possibly (laughs) (laughs) that game that game i like i just remember the experience of going through it because i had no idea what to expect from it but i picked it up um kind of on a whim at launch and i was going i was going through it and like 
I couldn't stop playing it because it's like just what it was doing with storytelling, like both in how the narrative is constructed and what was happening was so engaging. But that game gave me a fucking existential crisis while <laughs> playing it. Like the second, the second half of the game is just like attempting you. Yeah, no, it's like 15 hours of like, why am I alive? What am I yeah, and then, what, and then why like, am I playing video games on this earth? What is the reason for all of this? And then like, I think about the time, like the third time, like I saw, you know, the ending and heard the credit song. I'm like singing along, like in tears with it, like, like oh, that game. Chorus of yeah, oh. <laughs> I, I, like I don't even want to talk too much about the ending because there are people yeah. who still haven't played this game. This, this game, you, you need to play it whenever. If you if you play this game for the first time in 2030, like good for you. Like there's no bad. This game will be good for decades to come like I, I brandon i'm telling you right now so like uh a, a little while ago back when the back when the soundtrack first came out i was like uh on my on my phone i put a bunch of contemporary music and game music on there whenever i'm running and i'm just running along i'm jogging and all of a sudden uh uh, uh become as gods starts playing <laughs> oh, and like and i literally i literally started running like twice as i was like, yeah. like i got so fucking motivated become was, as gods. yeah become as <laughs> Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was like uh, I, I have never played. I've never played any other video game that was as earnest to show you something new and something unexpected and something that wants to twist something that you had already confirmed in your mind as like a fact or as a reality. And like, there you can, you can't spoil the game because it is it is just a collection of plot twists. Yeah, all wrapped on to top of each other without becoming confusing or overwhelming at any point like you're always very clear like what is going on in the game even though it's like messing with timelines and shit and it, it just i don't know i was i was so amazed that it never became convoluted or confusing brandon i will say playing time. it playing it makes perfect sense but trying to explain it to other people is oh, not sure. a good idea yeah, yeah, i have yeah. i have a book on the works of yukotaro that i've read and there's a large it's the third editions book and there's a large section of it that is dedicated to explaining the plots to oh, yeah, um, just a bunch of to all three like Drake and guard and near yeah and... to all three dragon guards plus the two near games and oh lordy you can't don't even try. It's, it's a disaster. I have a bunch of like ideas of what happens in, in Drakengard, Drakengard. I have I a bunch Drakengard. of ideas of how, of, of what happens in those games bouncing around in my head. None of them make any fucking sense. Hey, real quick. What's I just, up, John? I, I, I just, John is going to say something. What, real quick. I want to say, uh, Anthony. um, after this podcast is over at 1030, please go over to Imran's channel and support him if you can, while he's streaming, because he's a great guy and he deserves your support. Uh, we would very much appreciate that. Uh, Anthony, go ahead. Uh, Brandon, I really, it's funny, I don't think it's a spoiler to ask this question, because the choice is meaningless unless you've played the game. But at the end, what choice did you make? What What did you do in your final choice? Yeah, I, I didn't even have to think twice about you it. You didn't I, have to think twice, yeah. I, absol there... I absolutely sacrificed my save file yeah. without, without thinking about it. And yeah. I put yep. a lot of effort into the message that I left for the potential next player that Me will... Too. Me too. You know, like I, I didn't, you know, I didn't take it lightly. I didn't just be like, ah, like, okay, like select things. Like, I just want this game to be over. Like, no, like I was, I was in the moment, like hundred percent. Like the whole, you know, like ending D or ending C, D, and E. Like all, like everything that goes there. I was just like one hundred percent in it. I played like on the day that I finished it. I probably played like eight hours straight. It was just like 
nonstop, just like waiting to see the next moment. God, and this so when is making I, me want to play it again, Brandon. Yeah, me too. I, I want to play it again. I just beat it four days ago. <laughs> especially, especially since I don't have my save file anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> if I want to start it over again, I got to start it over again. So, but, Brandon, do you want to go and play near now? I mean, don't don't play Drankigard. No, I, I don't. Want to tell everyone um, don't play Drankigard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aren't you actually playing? Trying to play Drankigard? So I, 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 I downloaded. I downloaded a PlayStation Three emulator and uh, ISO of Drankigard Three. Unfortunately, I can't. So it, it actually runs really well on the emulator. Like it runs 30 FPS with VSync, which I've seen videos of the PlayStation 3 version of Drakengard 3. It runs at like 10 <laughs> FPS with, yeah. with the worst screen tearing I think I've ever seen in any video game ever. But it keeps freezing and crashing. So I just, I can't play it. Like, yeah, don't just... play, don't play any of the Drakengards. Don't, don't waste your time. Like it, in the first 10 minutes of Drakengard 3, a dragon wets itself. Oh, yeah, I got that, that moment, part. Yeah, I've I, I played about the first fifteen minutes. Of it, okay, that. which is the one where the secret ending is like the hardest rhythm game that ever oh, existed? Uh, I don't know. Two? Yeah, that's, that's two. two. I think that's two. Two was yeah. the one that was not by Yoko Taro. Wow, well, I got Yoko that right Taro. by reading the really confused <laughs> book. Right. So wow. Uh, do play near. P- play the original near. It's not What's, as fun it's as nowhere Automata. near as good as near so if, if i don't have if i don't have old last gen consoles plugged in is it emulation is it i think i think it runs on compatible yeah. on xbox one if i don't own an xbox it. one I, emulation is my only option really. yeah well i i honestly think that there are good enough 360 emulators i think the ps3 point. version runs well yeah i think i think you can get that up and yeah running, i'll try and it's worth going through like i you know i want to know who emil is <laughs> like yeah. like yeah. so it's if you great. if you've never played original near your first introduction to emil in automata is him just rolling into the ball it's and saying hey guys what's up and you're like what the f- who's this guy and then he rolls away and and then the only time you see him again after that is just to sell items like so and like obviously like Emil is on the cover of the original near he's like one of the major characters of the game yoko taro wears the emil mask like <laughs> Like, I know that Emil is, like, a major character in the universe, but you get nothing of his character in Automata. So, yeah, like, I'm definitely interested in seeing what the original Nier has. I also really recommend going on YouTube and watching the subtitled video of the Yorha stage Stage play. play. I already watched it. I already watched it. It is. I actually, my additional recommendation is to go on YouTube and listen to the fucking live concert. I I did that as well. Oh I my god! Well. Absolutely, those singers. Yeah. Holy Insane. shit! I mean, yeah, it, the, so the soundtrack good. is good in the game, but like hearing, I I sat there. I don't. I just sat there and watched the whole thing. Like I didn't. Yeah, even they're do crazy. Anything else. They're going, it's they're so going good. wild with it. So I want to, um, Brandon. Unless you've got anything else to say on on near Automata, I don't know. Um, like I, I, I just I mean, I feel do, like it, it is absolutely one of the craziest, wildest, most unexpected and delightful gaming experiences I've ever had in my entire life. That makes me, that makes me happy to hear. And now we got to get, yeah. we got to get Jeff on that near automata because Jeff tried it. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's the other, the only closing statement I want to say is, is don't make my mistake. Don't write the game off. Don't think it, you don't have to play it. If you're interested in that style of game. Cause like I, I love RPGs. I love pl- platinum action game. Like why was I trying to convince myself I didn't play it? I don't fucking know. So don't be me. And, don't and be play, a Brandon. Don't be play Brandon. the goddamn game and get to the ending E. Like that's all. Jeff, how about Screw it, man? I I I played the game. I don't know. I thought you didn't play it. 
I oh no, he it. played it. He I, played I it. Exactly. I remember. <laughs> I, remember I was. I, I was one of the people. No, I was one of the people egging him on. I'm like, oh, just keep going. It'll click for you. <laughs> oh, and it never Jeff, clicked, huh? Didn't. Yeah. Jeff, if you wait, did you did you also say earlier you didn't like Breath of the Wild? No, no that's I love me. Breath of the Wild. No, just okay. No, just sorry, I, th- I think okay. Because I, I was gonna say, if you don't like either of those games, what fucking games do you like? What's <laughs> I, left? To be clear, Goose I, game, I think. I guess? <laughs> I think Nier's a good game, and I did enjoy a large part of my time with it. Um, I just had, my problem was the, and like some of this is me being picky, I didn't like the voice actors or the delivery of the um, the characters. So like, when you can't, when you don't like the characters or the way that they talk, it's really it's really hard to get invested in, in the story, right? And in those characters and in the what happens to them. So that was just kind of, I think the rest of the game was fine. That was just kind of the one thing I could never get past was... Just something about that that was maybe just my own like personal problem, <laughs> but it was good. I respect everything that Brandon said. Um, the presentation was really good. I like the way they switch up the gameplay styles and they do a lot of cool stuff with camera. Like it's it's a very well put together game. It just didn't quite land for me. But also, I'm just I'm... a complete sucker for like insanely <laughs> well orchestrated like music. The way it's like dynamically put into like obviously I love the way Doom you know Doom 2016 did things with its dynamic mm-hmm. soundtrack. Holy fucking shit! Near Automata is the absolute best example of like music intertwined with gameplay oh God, that I have so ever good. seen. Fucking like the the opera boss, like the best boss Ooh, of the yeah. game. Oh, like I love the when, when the choir kicks in and like the crescendo of the vocals kicks in, she starts shooting out fucking lasers all mm. over the place. Like it is perfect. So I want to uh, um, I want to move on to some. We we had some really good questions uh, from uh, hey, on social media. Do we want to do those or do we want to let Justin talk about the Last of Us? Justin really wanted to talk about oh, the Last Justin, of Us. Justin, did you want to? Uh, uh, Justin, did you want to talk about the Last of Us? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Right. Um, plus, there's also a bit of an update on some of the news that just came out during the show. So, um, so uh, we had the big kind of re-reveal for The Last of Us Part Two. It is releasing uh, February 21st. Um, we got our first look at Joel. Um, we got a little bit more look at the gameplay. We got impressions from uh, quite a few of the um, uh, quite a few journalists. Um, we also got, uh, confirmation there, it is going to be a two disc game and there will not be any multiplayer. Um, they did release a statement actually just a few minutes ago, um, about the multiplayer mode saying, uh, you know, the focus was on the story for launch. Um, but eventually you will, you know, we're committed to, um, the last of us factions experience and eventually you will see the fruits of the multiplayer. So it sounds like there might be something coming separately later um, for that. But um, yeah, it looks um, it looks great. I like I, I was definitely one of those people that was a little bit skeptical when they initially announced a sequel. But um, the way that they have been talking about this one makes me really excited. They're keeping a lot under wraps. Um, but I've been reading a number of the interviews, especially with, um, Haley Gross, who has been brought on to be the co uh, with Neil Druckmann, um, for this one. And, um, she said a lot of things that she really seems to get it. Are you um, talking about the Eurogamer interview? Uh, I've, Kotaku and a couple other ones are the ones okay, I was Euro, looking at. Eurogamer was the one I read. 
Um, she's had she's had several different ones where she said different things. But um, yeah, I'm I'm extraordinarily excited for that game. Uh, the first one is in my top two. Um, I can never decide between what my number one is, so I just have a top two. <laughs> uh, so I'm very excited to um, see where it goes. Like Ellie is probably my favorite game character ever, and I'm really excited to see her in a leading role. And I really want to see where this game goes. I think like it's really good. I like. I mean, it's not my kind of game. A lot of to me. Um, yeah, it's the I, most like not Reb game. I there think it's really is. funny. Like I've I've had so many people, so many people recommend The Last of Us to me, and like I I considered it multiple times, but then when I you know got to the point where it's like very violent, I'm like, I mean, that's like fine. Again, I have like nothing against that type of game. It's just not my kind of thing, so I'm not really sure why everyone recommends it to me. Um, but so so I I have I have no. I have no stake in this argument, but I do think the thing that got me, there was that conversation around the trailer um, about, you know, potentially fridging um, a gay protagonist, um, which is frustrating. And I think, I think like the one comment I would want to add to that is even if it turns out that they don't actually fridge her in the game, it was kind of a crummy thing to do in the trailer. Um, like even as a thing in the trailer, like to just play it off for shock value. Um, Cause it is like, it's like a trope, right? And it, it's one that, it's one that the the, the, the like community has been pushing back on for a little while in games. We don't see a lot of gay protagonists. And I know you said, and I read the Eurogamer interview, Kaylee Gross um, is, you know, saying that they have, they have taken time to like develop, you know, three-dimensional characters, like really a really meaningful story. And I just, I kind of wish the trailer had used something else. I've actually, I've heard some other criticisms about the trailers too, that like the things that they have decided to show in the trailers have been just very odd choices um, which yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't so know how true that is. In general, I, I, have but... a few, I have a few things to say on both of those. One yeah. um, about the whole fridging thing. There's almost no way I think anything happened to Dinah at this point. Uh, it just Naughty wasn't Dog. great to tease Naughty... that kind of thing in the trailer, though. I just. I I, I think it's just a, entirely a like a misdirection thing. Naughty Dog, <sighs> especially for the first Last of Us and for Uncharted Four, they make scenes just for the trailers. And they completely, um, like, they tease character deaths that don't happen. I know. They, and so, like, at this point, I think it's more likely that... I know Dinah they do it with, like, everybody. Uh, yeah. It's just... Like, I don't know. I, I have a whole thing about that conversation that's just very frustrating. I won't get into it right now. Um, but part of it, I just... I always want to wait till the text of the thing is fully available before we get into it. Mm. Um, I agree. I do think that the people who are rubbed the wrong way about it have historically had a lot of good reasons to feel that way. Oh yes. And I, so I, 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 even, even if that isn't the case, I think it was maybe sort of a, no, I mean, this isn't like a canceling kind of decision yes. or anything, but it was just like, like, I, I wish somebody had looked at that trailer and thought, we might make some people upset with this in the kind of way that we don't want to make people upset. So I mean, maybe, maybe they we were, do something they were asked, different. They were asked about it even last year at E3 um, because it was pretty obvious from what what they were trying to set up <laughs> like in the E3 trailer last year. And they said they're very aware of all the tropes and stuff like that. And uh. I, I don't know. It's a hard issue uh, coming at it from a story construction standpoint. Like... Um, I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic here, but like, it's kind of, 
reflects kind of on my issue with just trope-based criticism in general, where it's something that's used to illustrate a general trend. And it's very difficult to unpack it properly um, in the case of a singular story. Um, And especially with The Last of Us, with it being a genre that's entirely based off of loss and death and the cycle of violence. Um, Like, I think there's a lot of nuance with the way that Naughty Dog has handled a lot of these sorts of things, uh, especially in this series. And that I think is, you know, separate from it. Uh, And... I don't know. I just want to wait till the actual game's out to really get into it. But, Justin, um... I, I think it's actually... It, <laughs> it's not just this game. I think people have forgotten that throughout the existence of Last of Us, Naughty Dog's marketing for this series and its trailers for these games have been horrific and awful since the original. People forget yeah. that E3 2012... One of the first times that anybody saw an extended gameplay session was right at the beginning of Sony's big E3 2012 press conference was Naughty Dog saying, like, we're going to show you, you know, the the brutal realism of Last of Us. And it was six minutes straight of Joel just killing, clawing people to death with a hammer and choking them and shooting them. And it was it was vile. Yeah. And people disgusting. And like and that's kind of the that's another thing with the issue um there was another trailer i actually haven't watched to this particular trailer in question because it was just a story cut scene taken out of context but it was the paris games week trailer uh that had a bunch of characters that we don't still don't know who they are uh getting tortured um and it's the sort of thing that it feels very tasteless in marketing yeah but when in the actual work itself, like it's very, it's very thought, it's very thoughtful. Yeah. Um, it's just a really fucking big bummer to yeah. be by and see a really fucking awesome smooch in a trailer one year, and then come back and see the trailer the next year and see the person she smooched. It uh, presumably, I have not played the game, but it appears to die in order to motivate the main protagonist. That's what that's what it looks like in the trailer. Trailers are Rev, made to tease, the- so I'm looking at that and assuming that, and I'm like, wow, you know what? Great, fuck that. I again, I'm like not, I'm not commenting on the game. I'm not this played the game. The, the it's game, just the yeah, the trailer's I, a sorry, choice. I, yeah, could have made wanna... a different one. I don't need to cut you off. And also, uh, just, sorry, go go ahead, Anthony. I was just going to say, the original game is filled with moments where it seems like Naughty Dog is drifting into just really grotesque exploitation. Uh, you know, I feel like at this point, the statute of limitations is up on spoilers for the original game. Yeah. But there's an entire chunk of the first game where Ellie is taken hostage by very unsavory people and there is the threat can- of yeah. just bodily cannibals. violence but yeah cannibals <laughs> and she's threatened with bodily violence and yeah. sexual violence and it right when it seems that naughty dog has just veered off the course into tastelessness they manage to save themselves with execution and, and I, yeah they, that that scene where where she finally kills david and then joel comes over to her yeah in complete silence he's he's saying something to her that's probably very meaningful they just play the music and we never hear what he says i yeah i love Um, that moment sorry i should also just really quick add not just not just a woman not just a gay woman but gay woman of color yeah yeah 
And that's that is rough. It's rough yeah. that they did that. Like, why? Why make? Why show that? Why make the implication? Because we're all? talking about it. Yeah, yeah. and like, and that's kind of the other issue with Last of Us is like one thing that I noticed when I was playing um, before I started reading some of the criticism of it is just how important women were to the world of The Last of Us. Uh, there's probably more named women characters in The Last of Us than there are named male characters, even though there's a lot of you know, random baddies, you know, that are men in the game, but a lot of the characters in positions of power are women. Um, women are extraordinarily important to the world of the last one. And that's part of the reason why I'm really glad that Gross has been brought on as a co-writer. Because with this kind of um, narrative, I'm really glad that there is a woman in the writing room. And she said she came in right away and started making you know, pretty sweeping changes to, um, to the script once she got brought on. And... Um, how many writers are on this game? Two. Two, two writers, okay. yep. Okay. Um, and, she, and she's made a lot of quotes about how she wants this to be a story about resilience, not just one of pain, um, which I think is really important. Like, a lot of her comments today really kind of made me feel a whole lot more confident in the direction that they're going for this game. So um, I, I don't want to... Um... I do want to be able to answer at least one or two questions before we go. Justin, that was great though. Thank you for uh, talking about uh, the last of us too, man. Um, and I agree with pretty much everything everybody has said, uh, especially in regards to the trailer. Um, I do, like I said, I do want to answer uh, at least one or two questions before we go. Dottie, I don't think I can, I can do this with you on my lap, baby. So I'm going to need to let you down. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Dottie, I need you to get down. Get down. There you go. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Dottie. Thank you. She's, she's been in the she's been in the other room like crying the entire podcast. Okay, so uh, we have one question from uh, at the underscore real underscore pabe pabe. I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, but he, uh, he wants to know: Would you rather have a remaster giving a game like a new polish like Link's Awakening or a remake completely changing the game like Final Fantasy VII remake does? Um, that's an interesting question. What do you guys think? depends on the game yeah yeah that, i mean that's the i mean yeah like i don't know what game well i i mean i think there are merits to both right like so you take Link's awakening which is a beloved game and then you take final fantasy 7 which is a beloved game and you know Link's awakening other than a fresh coat of paint and uh, a new soundtrack and some control scheme reworks is essentially the same game uh mm. but final fantasy 7 is something like I mean, it's it's literally completely different. It's. I mean, uh, nothing. Yeah, that no no remake has been attempted on that scale to blow yeah. something. I, I, like I, I, I imagine if they took like the, the original Resident Evil remake was like, oh, it's the first room of the mansion blown up into a fucking ten hour game. Like, <laughs> and I think I think really the question here is is if you when you look at Link's Awakening, people are really happy with it. With Final Fantasy VII, it looks amazing. It plays amazing. I've played it. Uh, Justin's played it. Uh, Jeff's played it. No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you just played it. <laughs> no, oh, okay, I wasn't. Yeah, a, I, I wasn't yeah, a yeah, PAX. I don't know. I'm tired, man. Um, I feel like I've played it. I mean, yeah. they, put out the demo. they put out the demo on YouTube. But like, you here, see it all. So let's frame the question this way. Would you rather be getting what we're getting with the Final Fantasy VII Remake and split into three three different episodes? Or would you rather just have a f straight on remake of Final Fantasy VII with these types of visuals? 
I would rather have a remaster of Final Fantasy VI. Thank you. Thank you, Reb. Reb has the best answer. Wait, hold on. So I don't John, care about Final Fantasy VII. This is the wrong question. You're saying like a, a 35-hour remake that is just the full story of the original game? Right, with these visuals. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not no. typically a fan of verbatim remakes. Yeah, no, I, I want what uh, they're doing. Yeah, like, I, you know, the last time a game came out that was just such an exacting remake, like Link's Awakening was and this is kind of a deep cut but the wii remake of klonoa door to phantom isle where it's just like it's the exact same thing we just updated the visuals and we updated the soundtrack and that's it and i think that that's if you're gonna do that it's really boring and there was that they did that for the other zelda game too uh wind waker yeah wind 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 waker wind waker wind waker is more like a representation right it's like uh well this game wasn't played by enough people so like let's just make it pretty and then, especially, sorry to cut you off, Anthony. Especially when you consider that Final Fantasy VII is available on PC, sure. you can play it on PS4, yep. play it on Xbox One, you can play it on Switch. Like it's, it's not like one of those long lost games that nobody is able to play. The original is out there for anyone who wants to to go and play it. Right, and like, and and it's broadly accessible. It's cheap and it's preserved in a wonderful way. Like with all those like luxury quality of life features. I I think that things like Resident Evil 2 this year are always far more interesting, where they completely reimagine yeah. what the thing is while maintaining the spirit and the feel and just going in a different direction. I mean, I, like, Nintendo is showing a lot more willingness to fully remake games than they have been in the past. And I this is a lot more successful than, like, metroid 2 the the return the samus returns from a couple of years ago this is like a much better remake but like i want to see more things like final fantasy 7 just go ahead so i played the demo for the medieval remake the other day oh oh yeah and i've heard things it sucks real bad at least it's not as bad as as um yeah like well, con- oh, Contra's another. <laughs> I uh, love Contra Rogue Core. That's just you? me. But you just love bad games, Anthony. Okay. I Sorry, mean, I didn't mean I, you okay. all love Breath of the Wild. You love bad <laughs> games too. Oh. Oh. So, uh, medieval. I uh, so so the medieval remake. So I played it, and like literally everything is exactly the same except for the graphics. Oof. Um, that's bad. Like animations. But, like, even the camera, the camera feels so uncomfortable to control. Like, it feels like it's inverted no Ooh. matter what you do. Late, late it's like these 3D cameras. Yeah, it's like, because it, 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 it doesn't control like you would expect a third-person camera to control in a game in 2019. I've heard like, shit about this demo. Um, like, if you swing the sword, he just kind of shakes it back and forth in front of him. Like, it just... It literally is a PS1 game that looks like a recent release. Like, it needed work to be done to that game. And they didn't do it. And it's not good. When you take that and you and you put it next to something like a Link's Awakening, which, yeah, it's got some, it's got some, it's got some frame rate issues, but aside from that, it's a great one-to-one remake of the old game. Like, I, I think, honestly, it's just going to depend on the game. Um and the person right like i would have been happy with uh a one-on-one remake of final fantasy 7 with these updated visuals to be perfectly honest with mm-hmm. you like i love what they've done with the new game 
Um, but I would have been just as happy. Like Final Fantasy VI, like Reb said, is a great example. I would love a remake of Final Fantasy VI with like those really crisp HD 2D visuals of Octopath Traveler. I would love that. Um, That's what I thought it was gonna be when I first the second Octopath Traveler appeared on the trailer thing. I think I think that may have been when they first teased that. Yeah. I think that may have been before I played Final Fantasy VI. I can't remember. No, I had played it at that point but i looked at it and i immediately thought wait is this ff6 no i thought, I thought like, it was that's not for a minute, right actually but i was like oh those aren't the right uh, characters yeah. <laughs> but um but uh yeah no that's yeah, yeah it's an interesting question um i i want to uh i want to end on a really fun question that actually our friend kyle foley on twitter asked um he wants us to rank the top five animals that need a game like untitled goose game <laughs> and, and I, I thought this was good. Justin, go ahead. Raccoon. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I mean, Donut yeah. County. Donut County kind of was it, so but like, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, like a real like. Hell, have it be like realistic Sly Cooper, where it's like a stealth so, game, where it's the raccoon trying to get in and steal garbage. So, okay, so, so 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 untitled cat game. Yes. Um, and the reason why it's cat is because like your goal is to be like as lazy as possible while also being annoying. So you like lay there and you have to wait for like the perfect opportunity when your human is like not really not looking and then just knock the glass off the table. What if or like walking down the stairs and you just dart between their legs and knock them down yeah. the stairs? Yeah, yeah, shit, <laughs> shit like that, shit like that. Untitled cat, Jeff, give us an animal that needs a game. Uh. I don't know. You'll have to come back to me. Okay. All right. So how about seagulls? Seagulls. Oh, that's a great oh, yeah. idea. Seagulls. Oh, just going around shitting on everything. Just Absolutely. Shit, shit on everything. Stealing food. Stealing out of hot dogs. Like steal hot dogs and food, just like Reb said. Yep. And you go around shitting on everything. And the goal of each stage is to cover everything in as much seagull shit as possible. I mean, built, you get built in promotion with the Twitch streamer. Yeah. I mean, like, this is a this is a very good question, but I, I really think, like, like thinking about this question, I really do think that House House tapped into something here. I, I think goose, geese might be, one, like, the universally hated animal. Yeah. Like, like yeah. If, we, if you did an untitled yeah. cat game, it wouldn't have the same effect, <laughs> because a lot of people really like cats. And, yeah, it's funny they knock stuff down. We still love cats. Um, like, the, the other ones you guys have said, like, seagulls are really only an experience you have if you're on the coast. I mean, they're not, I'm in the so, Midwest. I've, I've seen seagulls. I think they're annoying, but I don't have like, I don't have that connection to them, but we have all experienced asshole geese. So <laughs> in that case, Reb, then I propose set in the middle ages, untitled rat game, where you're just a rat trying to spread the plague. I mean, we have that. Plague tale. And, and it's a plague spreading rat trying to, and yeah, instead- I just... It's, instead of just being mischievous, you're literally trying to spread famine and destruction wherever you So go. they should just remake Bad Mojo and stuff. That, yes, exactly. Exactly. Anthony, just... give us a game. Give us a give us an animal. Oh, wait, no. Bad Mojo, you're playing as the roach. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, no, there you go. The roach cam. The roach I think it's game. important to remind people in this moment that the greatest animal game of all time before Untitled Goose Game exists, and it is called Tokyo Jungle. Yeah, and Tokyo is, Jungle rules. Tokyo Jungle is amazing. Yeah. I forgot about Tokyo and Jungle. That is, that's in every animal game where you're surviving in the post-apocalypse as a Pomeranian or an ostrich or an alligator or a freaking Velociraptor. Why are they alive? Who cares? It's awesome. That's It's so good. And, like, uh, there's also, I will say, just, Reb, have you ever heard of Jingle Cats? 
Jingle Cats. It's okay if nobody has heard of Jingle Cats. It's a Japan-only PS1 game. Oh, no. And this is the entire game. Uh... You pick two house cats, and then you have to make them be friends. Yeah, no. That's a huge no. Like each other is hell. It is hell. But then if you actually get to do it, then the cats will sing a pop song for you. Ooh. Good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. That's the most shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I I honestly think it would be kind of magical if somebody made a game. Where you're just like a garbage mutt dog, and you have to play through that garbage mutt dog's entire life. Like oh, you have to go. But the dog would die at the end. Die yeah, that would be so sad. Off, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. It would be the most so, moving thing in the world. So there's a game that they could bring back that I think was a PS2 game, Mr. Mosquito. Oh, it's great. Oh, where Mr. you were, so yeah, bad. you were a mosquito, and uh, you you had to. You had to suck people's blood. That was that was what you had to do. You know, Justin, you could jump off that. What about Untitled Maggot Game? Oh. Yeah, no. Maggot None game. of this no. is good. Yeah. None of these are as good as the goose. Because so not not only not only are geese like a universally hated experience, they are also like a universally accepted thing. Like if I saw a fucking alligator walking down the street tomorrow, I'd fucking call animal control. I'd be like, dear God, no, we can't have that. That's not, it's gone out of a zoo. What's that doing here? Again, if you're like in Florida, you have a different experience. Um, But still, like, but if I see a goose walking down the street, I'm like, oh, it's a fucking goose. I better like walk the other way. God damn it. But I don't like call animal control. Like it's a goose. They're part of, they're part of society. You have the same reaction to maggots. Nobody likes maggots, but nobody's going to call animal control on them. But if you see them. No, but I'm going to throw them out. I'm going to pick it up and throw it out. I'm not going to pick fucking geese and throw it out. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I think, I think. Ra- Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> as much as I can tell, I think, I think raccoon is the closest. But I, th- raccoon I think raccoon might right be the closest. Raccoon is good. Raccoon is good. I still like. What about Untitled Bear Game, where you're trying? No. Where you're raiding, that. you're raiding picnic grounds, looking for people's yep. food, trying to break into cars and take people's shit. Like I feel, I feel like a, a no, no. Hold on, bear. hold on, hold on. It is currently fat bear season. So I propose a Katamari Damashi style game where you just try to be the fattest bear. The fattest bear. Oh, I like it. To get ready to hibernate. Just stealing half-eaten bags of Lay's potato chips out of dumpsters. Yes. I like it. Pre-ordered. I can, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I can fuck with that. Uh, All right. So uh, we're running, we're running out of time here. I did say uh when we uh earlier on in this episode that i was going to gift a sub to a random person and you know what i've been thinking about this long and hard and uh i think that i would like to gift a sub to our good friend dio so dio congratulations on your one month sub you can now use that sweet ass uh sake emote congratulations go ahead and spam that bad boy in chat uh before we uh, before we go off here and um there you go, Dio. And uh, spam it, Dio. Spam it. Get it out there. Get it out there. Uh, so does anybody have... There it is. I like to see that. Does Does anybody have anything else they want to share uh, before we uh, call it a night here? Holy shit, there's so many Sockies in the chat right now. Mm. 
Oh, and Jeff, thank you for the J Jeff, Jeff Grubb, thank you for the subscription. A beautiful sake spam. That is a that is wow. a really lot beautiful. of sakis right there. I need to contribute to that. So if nobody has anything else, Anthony, dude, it's been so long since you've been on. Uh, we missed you, man. We really did. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad that you had me back, man. It's good to be back. I love talking to you guys. We love you too. We gotta do another Mario Kart tournament. We actually <laughs> do. It's been way too long yeah. since we've done these damn community game I don't, stream nights. I don't have Mario Kart. <laughs> But who but wants you to do a Mario Kart tour? Community stream. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll. <laughs> so, so I do want to remind everybody that we've got extra live coming up, uh, and uh, of course, we will be running a 24-hour stream uh, to raise money for a children's hospital. Uh, and the best part is that is uh, Derek, uh, our producer, is driving to my house. He's driving eight hours to my house, and we're gonna sit down on the couch together. And we're gonna stream games for 24 hours. And Anthony, I'll—he's making me play some game called Hyperdimension Neptunia. <laughs> oh Excellent. no! Excellent. Wow, that reaction fucking sucks. Like oh, I don't know Excellent. anything about this. I thought you won that bet. How did this happen? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I swear, <laughs> I thought you won that particular bet. I thought I did too, but you know what? John, I, I hope you're ready to pick your waifu. I, uh, I'm really not. Session. I'm really not. We're not playing it. We're not playing this game for 24 hours. But no. Well, I mean, there was no. the Steam sale on every well, hyper. What we are going to do? So. What we are going to do is for 24 hours, we're going to stream really bad games, and we're going to rip on them. And we're just gonna have awesome. a lot of fun. Kind of like our, uh, kind of like our, our infamous, uh, uh, the Quiet Man stream. Quiet Man stream. Yeah, we're just. Gonna I'm gonna play. tune in at like hour 18. And <laughs> oh no, dude! How it's going. We're, gonna we're gonna be drinking. We're gonna be playing drinking games while we're streaming bad games, and uh, and it's just we're gonna be hammered, and it's all gonna be for a good cause. So please come out uh, on uh, Extra Life Weekend and support us. And we will. Derek and I will also be doing the podcast that Thursday together here in this room. So Derek will actually be sitting with me. Right next to me here, like right here when we're podcasting on Thursday. So please. Is this next week? No, no. It's at the, it's the first weekend. Halloween. Of, yeah, Halloween. Uh, on Halloween night, uh, Derek will be sitting right next to me in my in this room here streaming. Can we do podcast. a spooky podcast? We can do a spooky podcast. I want to do a spooky one. We can absolutely do a spooky. We should I all wanna, wear costumes. We should all wear costumes. I want to be real spooky. I want, I, I want, uh. You, I want Derek to wear his Wario costume, and I want you to wear a spooky Luigi Mansion costume. I can okay. You, you know what? We'll figure. You know, we should all wear. We're all gonna wear costumes. We okay, John, wear I can costumes. send you my old Vincent Valentine costume. Actually, I'm gonna dress as Luigi, and I'm gonna buy a vacuum cleaner. I would. Oh, that's a good one. That's a. Really I, good there's one. no way I'm gonna be able to do that, but I'll. I think we're going to stream uh, uh, <laughs> the anti-smoking game. Holy we're, shit, I forgot about that. We're going to stream oh, the, vape, the vape maze game. No, we're going to yes. stream I love you, Colonel Sanders. I'll tell you that much right now. We're, streaming that. we're streaming that Colonel that Sanders. That game's game. supposed to be terrible. It's supposed to be awful, which is exactly why I want to stream it. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we will see everybody next week. Uh, it's not always poetry. We don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next time, please take care of each other. Enjoy your video games and have a very good week.